On this week's episode, our 20th episode as a podcast, Siren Sound, Siren Sound, Siren Sound. Yeah, I'm not putting that in there. We have a story from Drew about a time when things were simpler and life was better, and that is all that he has given me to go on. Yeah, I was a lot more joyful, really. All right. Well, I will buckle up because this is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy, healthy dose of stupidity. This week being the 20th healthy dose of stupidity you have ever gotten from us. So we are dangerously close to an overdose. That kind of rhymed. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, Drew is a rapper now. I'm not a rapper. Uh, Speaking of which, what's your name? Oh, I'm Drew Snavely. And I get to introduce myself first for the first time on this podcast. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It's like it's my birthday. Thank you so much for letting me do that. I love the fact that you said it and then realized like (laughs) there there was a a moment of realization. (laughs) Like, oh. And I am everybody's least least favorite athletic writer, Adam Whitaker Snavely, and I am the other host of this podcast. Yeah. We're out here. Uh, This is weird because I normally, this is the point after I introduce myself where I state where my Manchester United fandom is at the moment. And now I'm talking about it at a different time. And so it doesn't seem as smooth to me, but that's okay. Cause we're all here. We're all, we're still doing it. We're all here together, but it's international break. It so it doesn't really matter break. that much. So I guess I'll just say this one thing. Burhalter's at the wheel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. After a huge win against Canada. Big, big win against Canada. (laughs) Everybody's favorite Bayern reserve, Alfonso Davies. (laughs) We did it, man. We did it. We did it. The boys did it. Uh, The U.S. did win. Which is good. It's it's a good good. thing. I was happy that they won, but also this is like, like a completely adequate like they they should be winning. Yes, obviously. we should be beating Canada. You should win Canada Absolutely. at home. Yeah. In in a game that matters. Yes. I think that the most important there are two two truly important things that happened here. One is that Burhalter showed that you can win and compete and get your guys to play up and like do that effort thing and adjust your tactics to what will get you the result. Which is important. Yeah. And the second big thing, and probably the more important thing, is the fact that Sergio Dest is captive to the United States, baby. He yes. can't go anywhere. Thank you, God. Think he cannot play for any other country in the world but the United States for the rest of his life, unless FIFA changes the rules. And all that that took was the bare minimum from Greg Berhalter and the team and their recruiting efforts to get him to make up his mind to join the men's national team. He just went over, visited with him, had a chat. They did. They did go over and fly. I do think. I do think that them, and them being Burhalter and Ernie Stewart, yeah. actually going to the Netherlands, which shouldn't be that big of a deal for Ernie Stewart, considering he's Dutch American. Yeah, and he played in the Netherlands for his entire career. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and going and, and watching him play and, and having a visit with him. I do think that ultimately a bigger thing in his decision-making process was probably his experience with the youth national teams, specifically with the U-20s, Tab Ramos, and the his teammates on the U-20 national team, including Alex Mendez, who is also at Ajax. Um, and I think that's that was a big, big deal and played a big role in his decision-making process. But I do think that Burhalter and Ernie Stewart actually going out and talking to him certainly helped. I, I completely agree with that. But... This isn't a current events soccer podcast. It's not a current events soccer podcast, even though we sometimes talk about current events if they make us happy. Yeah, we like to mix stuff in there. A little mismatch. Um, but mainly we just tell stories to each other and to you lovely listeners who tune in weekly or monthly or every once in a while. Whenever you tune in. We, we still appreciate love you. it. Yeah, we still, we still give you lots of hugs and kisses, virtually, platonically, and not in a creepy way. Never. No, never in a creepy way. Drew, you have a story for me today. And I'm I, ready to receive it. I, I do have a story for you, and it was a simpler time when this story took place. That's what you told me before. <laughs> and life was, was good back then. It was 21 years ago. <laughs> this feels like the opening to a, an English 101 player, paper where a student doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the second sentence is, we live in a society. <laughs> Oh, Simpler man. time, life was better. <laughs> 21 years ago. Okay. Life was very good for me personally. Um, yes. Because for you, those of you, you who do not know, much. I was only three years old at the time. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have a ton of responsibilities. Yeah, I was going to say, you can walk and talk at the time nothing's expected of you besides like not embarrassing your parents in public you're like kind of at that age where i believe the age that you were at was that age where uh you were chucking ornaments down the stairs no that was luke oh that was was luke Luke. yeah well similar age i was the i was the one who placed the thumbtack at the bottom of the staircase and i stepped on it and you stepped on it yeah and i watched from the top happen but i didn't tell you until like 10 years later (laughs) yeah because Uh, you were scared oh yeah i was i was terrified that i was gonna get in trouble but everybody was like oh yeah must have dropped attack happened 10 years ago (laughs) statute of limitations and all that oh man I wasn't old enough yet to to understand all the existential threats to the world and my life. <laughs> yeah. To be worried or stressed. In fairness, neither was I. I, um, I didn't have to get up to have a BM. I was still in diapers. You were <laughs> at a very advanced age. <laughs> um, and honestly, I don't know why we don't have our kids in diapers longer. I mean, obviously. I know. <laughs> I mean, I know because people don't want to change, but it's still life. also because it's expensive. Well, yeah, and it, it's expensive. But for from a kid's perspective, like, your bathroom's wherever you go. And that's just one less thing you have to worry about. Free-range babies. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United was in the midst of their historic treble run. Should have known. 21 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I wasn't following soccer at the time i was three Three years years old old. a babbling idiot some might say you had words i had some words i was still trying to work out sentences and stuff don't worry this isn't a story about the red devils and that beautiful season that gave us the knighting of sir alex ferguson sir alex (laughs) alex ferguson no this is a story that revolves around 
our bitter crosstown rivals, Manchester City. Ooh, who were kind of dung back then. I was going to say, you may be asking yourself, why is Drew, noted Manchester United fan, telling a story about the blue side of Manchester? And my answer to that question, that very fair question, is back then, City really sucked. And like you it, said. And it makes you happy to talk about them sucking. <laughs> and life was better when I'm thinking about Manchester City sucking and Manchester United being very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can and take it. It's very unfortunate that I've had to live the last seven years of my life with the opposite of that being true. Manchester City being very good and Manchester United being very bad. Indeed. For United standards. Yes. Uh, and it makes me feel better, so I'm talking about it. <laughs> you know what else makes you feel better? What? Meth. Oh, gosh. Well, Just ask I, South Dakota. They're I, on it. I, I wouldn't know, but that is definitely a serious thing that is sweeping the nation and not something that should be joked about, okay? Sweeping the nation like Furbies. What? No. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. All right. Well, Continue. anyways... Uh, United from every level of the organization has been letting us down for years. Uh, so I had to take matters into my own life to produce some joy because I'm not currently getting it. From. I, I don't judge you and I am ready still for the story. <laughs> oh, I'm getting you, there. Thank you for the extended defense of you choosing this story. <laughs> for those of you who have recently started following soccer within the last 10 years or so, it may come as a surprise to you that 20 years ago Manchester City were pretty awful uh, because they're so good now. Yes. And um, they were in the championship as recently as 2002, which is only 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That, that was a while ago. It obviously wasn't until a few years after City struck oil a little decade <laughs> over a little mm-hmm. decade. Uh-huh. Over a I decade like ago. I like yep. that. That was snuck that in. Good job. <laughs> that they started to consistently establish themselves as one of the best teams in the Premier League. But this isn't a story about City consistently getting away with breaking financial fair play rules. <laughs> uh-huh. We're going back to the 1998-1999 season where the aforementioned the aforementioned year when Manchester United was competing for the treble and Manchester City was competing for promotion from what is now League One. Oof. Yeah. Third Oof, tier. Third tier. Uh, for, for those of you unfamiliar with the terms. And actually, back in the day, it was called Division Two because it was Premier League, Division One, Division Two. Division One is what is now the championship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Division Two is. What is now League One. Indeed. So still third tier, still very bad yep. to be in that. Not a good time. Situation. Not a good time to be Oasis. Yeah. This is the low point for their club. It's yes. the lowest they've ever been in the English soccer league. And it's actually kind of impressive in a way. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams have been lower than that, and it's yeah. Really just teams that have constantly had very large following and financial resources that have kept them indeed in the top two leagues, basically. So, um, like I said, Manchester City was fighting for promotion. They had just been relegated from the championship. Um, and I wanted to note that 
I feel like it's kind of a sneaky good thing when you're relegated that theoretically you should be one of the better teams in the lower tier. Theoretically, Theoretically. Yes. A lot of times that's not the case. No. Like Sunderland, Leeds. I mean, like... I mean, look, look how long it took Aston Villa to get back. Aston Villa, I mean, you, you, you definitely see it a lot. Yeah, Sunderland plummeted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, people's hopes were up that this would just be a one-season deal yeah. for, for City to be in. Bounce right back up. Yeah, to We call right that the Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, the Newcastle. <laughs> uh, you get relegated every so often, then you bounce right back up. Yeah. And things were looking up at the start of the season for City. They only lost one match out of the first seven and were top of the table. Nice. Which is great. Yeah, solid. However, that success soon faded for the citizens, dropping points in 12 of the next 15 fixtures. Woof. Yeah. And I mean woof to that and also to that dog that just dog started that's freaking barking. out. <laughs> woof, woof. Big woof. Yep. On Christmas Day, they sat 13th in the table, well off the pace to get a promotion back to the championship. For a side that is usually the in first or second tier, being bottom half in the third tier would probably be considered rock bottom. And I wish I could tell you it got worse. But unfortunately, things didn't. where we start talking quietly because we want to indicate that it's different from the other parts of the podcast. A little housekeeping section little where housekeeping we section. keep things nice and tidy. Yeah, we clean things up. Fold some laundry. Do some dishes. Walk the dog. Classic housekeeping things. All the, all the necessary stuff. Drew, we have a new review. It's awesome. We didn't have one last time. Well, we have one now. We do. We are thankful for it. And it's from Choco Man 116 Choco, big Choco guy. Big Choco. Sounds big Choco. like. It does. Uh, as I noted earlier, this house that we are currently in is a Teva's household. Yes, my house uh, and my wife and I are Teva's owners. Although Meredith does have a pair of Chacos. She doesn't wear them as much. Oh, well. So so it's a so it's an inclusive household is what you're trying to tell me. I, I mean I guess, but we really wear Tevas more than any other type of adventure sandal. Fair enough. But we we accept your review, Choco Man one sixteen. Absolutely. No matter what. It's five stars, of course. Thank you so much. And it is called Soccer History, a Knight's Tale. <laughs> if you like A soccer, B history, C at least two subtle references to Brian Helgeland's 2001 classic film, A Knight's Tale, starring <laughs> Heath Ledger. This pod is for you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I was the one in, yeah. flu- in inserting the uh, Knight's Tale references. I believe I said at one point in like the last couple episodes, uh, you'll eviscerate him in fiction, which is a quote from A Knight's Tale. Um I probably have said something else. A Knight's Tale is one of my favorite movies. It's like, it's like one of it's like my top bad movie. That is a great movie. <laughs> like this movie is not good, but it's also a absolute classic. It's the I best this movie. worst movie you'll ever see. Um, but bar none, it is my wife Mackenzie's favorite movie, and I think that she can quote the entire thing verbatim. Oh wow! 
I think it's Mary Catherine's favorite movie as well. It's but a really fun movie. I, I think that's mainly because Heath Ledger is really cute. I, 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 I'm not disputing that. <laughs> Heath Ledger is really, really cute. He's a cute dude. Uh, Shannon Sossaman is also really, really cute. Both of them, like, prime 90s slash early 2000s babes. Heartthrobs. Yes. Absolutely. Um, there's some good supporting cast appearances. Um, it's got some great writing, some very good jokes. It's just fun. It's just fun. We love fun things here. We do love fun things here. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, so. You know who else is in it? Alan Tudyk. Who's that? He's a guy that pops up kind of in everything, but I really like him as an actor. You say everything. I'm putting you on the spot. What is he in? He's in Firefly. Do you remember that? It's like a space kind of Western series that Joss Whedon directed. There was like a, a season and then a movie. Nathan Fillion was the star of it. Uh, Alan Tudyk was in, he was in the Jackie Robinson movie, 42, um, as a really, really racist baseball player. Not great. Not awesome, but he was there. He voices a ton of things. Gotcha. He was, fun facts, he was, um, the Duke of Waselton in Frozen. He voices that guy. Weird. And then in Zootopia... He voices a character named Weaselton, who was a weasel, oh, and they so have funny. they have a Frozen joke because <laughs> the in Frozen they're like, oh, the Duke of Weaselton. He's like, it's Weaselton, <laughs> and then there's like some joke in Zootopia where he's because that's a, they're both like very minor characters. Yeah, he's like that's Weaselton to you or something like that. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, Alan Tudyk, he's kind of a cool classic actor. But yes, we love a Night's Tale. You know who else we love? Choco Man One Sixteen for his review. Love you so hard. We also have merch for sale. We do. Still. We have a new design that you designed. I did, yeah. Like all the other shirts that we have in our Teespring store. Yes. You designed. This one is kind of a a psychedelic take on our trademark skull. I think it's my favorite. It's fun. It's fun. I've got kind of a graffiti style uh, dead ball kind of running vertically down the skull on the back, on the front, like left pocket side. There is a, a little Japanese character, which means apologize, because that's what we do a lot <laughs> on this show for typically mispronouncing people's towns and names and things like that. Yeah. It's usually me, but... Uh, it's me. It's both of us. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's both of us. There's a healthy yeah, amount of apologizing yeah, definitely, happening. Definitely. That's called the Scatterbrain Tea. We also have all of our other stuff that's just there on our Teespring store. Um, thank you for everybody that has bought it. It's super awesome of you. Um, and if you are wanting to buy it, uh, you should. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Our, the URL is uh, teespring.com slash stores slash shop with hyphens in between all the words at the end. It's also on our social media pages. I was going to say that just might be the easier way to yeah, find yeah, the store. It's, it's on our social media pages. You can find it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, that's, uh, I think that's good for the housekeeping section. I think we've tidied up. Oh, The house is looking mighty fine. I am going to finish making the bed, but uh, do we want to jump back into that story while I turn down that cover? All right. And we're back from our housekeeping section. Drew, you were telling me all about Manchester City's campaign to get themselves promoted. Yeah, um, from the third tier of English football, English soccer, for those of you who don't know. Who don't know. When we say football, we mean We mean soccer, soccer. Uh, which is called League One 
currently, but is back then called the second division or the the first division actually. I think we're just gonna call it League One. We're just gonna call it League One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just have it in your head, League One, third division. I was explaining it, but Adam made the executive decision that we're going to just be calling it League One because you, you kind of did in the first half anyway. Yeah, I just want to. It's just kind of like a refresher. Yeah, you know, for the for those yeah. that. Or maybe miss the first part of the podcast for whatever reason. No judgment. I just think the continuity is good. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So we left off uh, Christmas Day, Manchester City sitting 13th in the league table, um, which is not good at all. Not where you want to be if you're going for promotion. (laughs) And it's very not good for managers with higher expectations to be underperforming. Yeah. Because there's like a ton of pressure yeah. to get results. Yeah, that's not good. You see a lot of lot of um, sackings happen. Firings, for those of you who don't know it. Honestly, sacking is, is a really, really fun term. I like that term. Like, the sack, manager got sacked. Got the sack. I, I think it's funny. I don't know. It just sounds funny to me. It sounds funnier when you say it. Be, are, is it funny because of um, relation to uh, genitalia s- slang? No, I wasn't going oh. to genitalia slang. Um, but now I know where your mind is at. Well, that's why I, I feel like that's the only funny thing out of the no, term No, I kind sacked. of went to American football sacking. Oh, And okay. just yeah. imagine these old white men getting pummeled. Yeah. I, <laughs> they, okay, yeah. They get fired. I get that. I get oh, that. he got the sack. It's some random person running out of nowhere and tackling. <clears throat> well, now that we've established that, I have a very immature mind, and Adam's head is in the right place currently. At this uh, particular moment. We will continue with the story. <laughs> so anyway, um, the city manager at the time, Joe Royal, was under pressure, and fans were obviously calling for his head. Yeah. They wanted him out of there. And On a platter. The, the team was doing terrible by their standards. Yeah, and get Joe out of here. We wanted Kill different results. Guy. Well, him. the citizens decided to stick with the manager, Okay, um, which um, is something that I feel like you don't really see these days. Yeah. Patience with managers. No. When results are bad. Do you remember when Bob Bradley coached Swansea for like two months? Yeah, it was like eight <laughs> matches. And they got him to replace their other manager. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, but anyways, they, they kept the faith and it proved to be the right decision. Nice. Starting right on Boxing Day, December 26th. Right on it. The start of a 12-game unbeaten streak. Nice. In which they won seven matches. That's extremely good. Which is very good. Over the course of the next 12 matches following the 12 unbeaten streak, they had eight victories, two stalemates, and two losses. Okay. So that's a very strong second half of the season. Yeah, they're crushing it. Those are all the games, actually. Okay. <laughs> like the, those, that's that's those all tw- of it. Those 24 matches. That's, that's, that's the entire season. <laughs> that's the entire second that's half of the season. That's an incredibly strong ha- second half of the season. <laughs> and overall, it, it must be said, a strong season. Yeah, and the strong showing saw them move from 13th place to 3rd place nice. in the league table. Um, which brings us to another funny thing about uh, world soccer, yes, especially in, in lower divisions, mm-hmm. where the top two teams in England, in the England 
lower divisions are always promoted. They're automatically promoted to the next division. Yes. However, there's a third promotional spot, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, they just decided that teams three through six were going to compete for this last They're spot. all going to get a chance. They're all going to get a chance, which I don't know why. I didn't really look it into makes, it. It, it. It's always funny to me when people criticize like MLS Cup having like MLS having the playoffs or MLS Cup, and that's the championship. Like, oh, that's dumb. Whoever won the whole season should be the winner. And I was like, you do this for like literally every league. Yeah, if that's the case, it's just not for the, like the trophy. You, but it's somehow like still the more prestigious game. Yeah, I think I think Germany has it figured out because Germany, at least between the Bundesliga and the two Bundesliga, here's how it works. First of all, there's only 18 teams in the Bundesliga, which I yes. like a lot. Yeah, it's very nice. Second of all, what they do. There's three relegation spots. There's three promotion spots. The bottom two teams, automatically relegated. The top two teams in the two Bundesliga, automatically promoted. But what happens is the team that finishes third to last, so 16th place in the Bundesliga, plays the team that finishes in third place in the two Bundesliga. They play a home and away series under aggregate score rules. And then whoever wins is in the Bundesliga the next year. That's cool. So it's like you if you're the third place team, it's like, all right, prove it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Can you run with these guys who couldn't run mm-hmm. with us? Can you run with bulls? Can you run with bulls? <laughs> oh, Open man. question for you. Anyway, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a I think that's a neat thing. Yeah. The Germans, as always, being very sensible. It's a cool little trivial fact yes. from the from the Bundesliga. Who that we haven't really touched on. Uh, I don't think we've talked about the Bundesliga at all. I don't think we have. Which is weird considering that I am a Dortmund fan. That's like your league. Yeah. <laughs> That's the league for you. A little bit. Yeah. Anyway, Manchester City finished in third place. They finished in third place, and England fans are hypocritical <laughs> for discredi- discrediting yeah. the MLS Cup because they have the same format in their lower divisions. Ah, it's exciting. Uh, I'm glad that we have that established. So... Um, Manchester City finishing third. They got to face Wigan Athletic in a two-legged tie mm-hmm. to see who advanced to the final right. of the playoff. Yes, <laughs> and they dispatched. They dispatched. They defeated they, they Wigan. Dispatched, dispatched <laughs> defeated. Yeah, both works. Yeah, both works. O- over the two games, the first match ended one-one draw. The second match saw Manchester City win one-nil. All right, that's all you need. That's all you need to get to the final, which they were going to play against Gillingham. And the final match was played in front of nearly 80,000 fans at the Mecca of soccer stadiums, Wembley. Is Wembley the Mecca of soccer stadiums? Yeah, dude, come on. It's the most recognizable stadium. Mm. I mean, maybe not the case anymore, but at the time. The Bombonero? At the time. Argentina? At the time. Pele himself said, this is the cathedral of world soccer. First of all, it's pronounced Pele. Pele. And you know that. I know, whatever. You know, sorry, Pele. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Brazil. <laughs> whatever. Okay, sure. Anyways, we can, we can argue about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, the match started and... There wasn't really anything significant that happened until around the 81st minute. 
Right. So we're going to skip a bunch we're of the match. We're skipping all that. We're fast-forwarding straight to the 81st minute. Because we're getting right to the good stuff. Baby. Yeah. When Gillingham forward Carl Asaba fired the Gills in front. <laughs> Wait, is that really their nickname? That is their nickname. Oh, man, that's the Gillingham dumbest thing. FC. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. It's like... It's like it's like how Aston Villa are the villains, and that's like kind of cool because it's like, oh, it's also an actual word. Uh, but Gil- not- gills is plural for. I know gills is a word. I know gills is a word. You know gills is a word. But you're just naming yourself after the breathing apparatus of a fish. Well, I don't know. Manchester City's the citizens. You don't make fun of them for that. Also, I think a, a a more standard nickname than the Gills. You know what? Continue. It doesn't matter. I would just like it registered that I think the Gills is a dumb nickname, <laughs> and they should have tried harder. Well, anyways, in the 81st minute, like I said, Carlos Saba scores. The Gills are winning 1-0. The Gills. The Gills. Six minutes later, Gillingham doubled their lead. So, I mean, this is the 87th minute, and Gillingham is up 2-0 at this point. And yeah, it, it kind of seems hopeless. Very likely City is going to spend another season in the third tier of English soccer. But you probably feel like this game isn't over yet. I probably yet, feel like something is coming. <laughs> considering that I'm telling this story. I probably feel like there's a reason that you're bringing this to the podcast and not just like, nope, and they lost in heartbreaking fashion. The end. I wish that was the case because that would really <laughs> ring true um, the whole spirit of that this really story. That would butter your biscuit. That would really butter my biscuit, baby. <laughs> but unfortunately. That doesn't occur. It doesn't occur. In the 90th minute. The 90th minute. The 90th. Kevin Horlock put the citizens on board, having the def- deficit 2-1. to one. Thankfully, there was a significant chunk of extra time added on. Dare you say Fergie time? No, there's no way it was Fergie time. <laughs> there's, Manchester City doesn't get Fergie time. Nobody uh-huh. gets Fergie time except for Manchester United when Alex Ferguson <laughs> Was the manager. No, Fer- they got Fergie time under Moyes. <laughs> they tried to make Fergie time a thing, but whenever they scored a late goal, is it happened a lot under Moyes because we were losing so much. That's true. <laughs> we get a late equalizer and be like, oh, Fergie time, Fergie time. It's like, no, we should be winning these games by like two or three goals by this point, and we're losing or tied. I didn't mean yeah. to get you so passionate about the David Moyes era, so yeah. let's continue. There were six minutes that were added on. Perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable. That's a good amount of time. Not eight minutes, not ten minutes, not three minutes, six minutes. Six minutes. In the 95th minute, um, City found their goal through Paul, I hope I say this right, Divock? Divock? Paul Divock. D-I-V-O-C-K? Yeah, Divock. Sounds right. Divock sounds right. Divock. Yeah. Sorry, Paul, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. It's like Divock. Divock. Um, to send the game into extra time with the score level two to two. Two two. I was kind of hoping that it would be like there'd be golden goal in extra time, or we'd go straight to penalties. God, we'd love a good golden goal. But there's nothing worse than like an extra thirty minutes where nothing happens and there are no goals, and that's exactly what happens here. <laughs> like there's just nothing that happened. I mean, there there are chances. Um, once again, it is League One. Even the people that are winning League One aren't necessarily known for how good soccer they are playing. That is very that is very true. 
So the game headed into penalties. Um, and Ah, the English and their penalties. The English and their penalties. Thankfully for both sides, they're both they're English. They're both English. <laughs> ah, it's stalemate. And the Gills were decidedly on that day worse than Manchester City. With Maybe it was their dumbass nickname. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you said it. But the City Keeper managed to get two saves and a Gillingham player missed another with, um, I mean, he just missed it. Drew, you hate to see it. You really do hate to see it, especially when on the other side, Manchester City buried four, three of their four penalty kicks mm-hmm. that were necessary to... That's all you need? ...to advance past Gillingham and to earn that last promotion spot. And that's exactly what happened. Manchester City won 3-1 on penalties. I wish it was like more of a nail biter, kind of back and forth, <laughs> like where <laughs> it go, goes down to to goalkeepers taking the eleventh uh, penalty kick. Goal, goalkeeper penalty kicks. It's like that. Um, uh, speaking of another playoff, uh, an MLS Cup playoffs in 2015, when the Timbers and Sporting KC had that penalty shootout, and one of the Sporting penalties, a Sporting penalty that would have won it. Because the Timbers were taking penalties first or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. They weren't taking penalties first, but they had missed a penalty and it was like their last penalty kick taker. And Sporting's last penalty kick taker hit the inside of the post and it went all the way across the line to the other post and out. <laughs> and then they went oh, one the and one. And the last penalty kicks taken were by the keepers. Oh, my gosh. And Sporting KC's... uh, First of all, it was funny because Sporting KC had their goalkeeper who was, like, pretty young. I think he was, like, 22 or 23 at the time. He was, like, a a definitely younger keeper. He kind of, like, tried to stare down the Timbers keeper, and the Timbers keeper just kind of ignored him. (laughs) Like, And then the Timbers keeper saved his penalty kick, and then the Timbers keeper buried his. It was wild. It was probably the craziest penalty shootout I've ever seen. When you get in a position like that, if it's you, are you trying to place it or are you just keeping your head down and blasting the ball as hard as you can? I place. You pl- I, I mean, yeah, I, in theory you place, but, I mean, there's so much pressure there. Place with pace, baby. When a cup or a promotion is on the line. Drew, I'll have yeah. you know I took several penalty kicks in intramural play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> So anyways, um, City managed to escape the jaws of defeat in what is actually held as one of the most exciting games to ever be played in the history of English soccer. I I will say 80,000 people going to penalties. That is wild. Despite it being a third-tier match, Mm -hmm. I mean, four goals being scored after the 80th minute. That's pretty wild. Two of which were scored after the 90th minute by one team yeah. to send it into <laughs> yeah. extra time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just wild. The only other team that I can think of off the top of my head that has results like that is the Turkish national team in Euro 2008. They had they had several games where they scored multiple goals in second half stoppage time. They actually the uh, the press started calling them the cardiac kids because they had so many games where they came yeah. back from from deficits. Yeah, they made it to like the semifinals. It was wild. 
crazy. So anyways, that uh, gave Manchester City their promotion to and they the championship. To the championship. And I wish they were still there. <laughs> Fortunately, they are not. Very badly. And uh, they are better than Manchester United these days. And they are better than Manchester United days, who are, might be in a relegation battle themselves. Although, <laughs> I, will, in a relegation I will say battle. that all of the XG, XGA models say that Manchester United are severely underperforming at the moment. That doesn't surprise me they're, because they're Rashford under- and Martial are only going for worldies. Um, they're they're underperforming their their xg xga coefficient yeah. and should be in fourth place by those models. Instead, we're I don't know seven, sixth, I think, just off goal differential. But we're tied with like five other teams uh, as far as points. Drew, once again, to tell you, there's a reason they play the games. Manchester City continued their march up the table and eventually, before they became super, super famous, would have one big name from American soccer playing on their team. Do you know who it is? One big name from American soccer. It's like mid-2000s, mid mid to late 2000s. Not late 2000s because that's when uh, 2008 was when they were purchased, but like uh, 2004 to 2006 kind of Can you give me a hint? Um, Yes. His son is a prospect. Uh, Gio? Yeah. Uh, I know it's Reyna. Yep. Who's his uh, dad? Oh, come on, man. This oh, is like... man. He's, he's probably like U.S. men's national team all-time 11. Well, I got it like 80% right because I know the last name. <laughs> Claudia Reyna. Got yeah, it. There it is. There, there it, it is. is. Acceptable in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he played for uh, he played for Man City. Oh wow. He played for okay. Man City around the same time that like uh, Sean Wright Phillips did. Dang, that wasn't that long ago. I feel like he's way older than that. No, his last World Cup was two thousand six. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> Wait, way to go. Way to go, Good Claude. Claudio. Way to go, Claude. Claude. <laughs> Drew, thank you for telling us the story of Manchester City, not Manchester United, Manchester City, even though you're telling me a story of their success, well, which I'm sure was hurtful for you. Well, no, it wasn't necessarily success because I talked about their rock bottom. That's I mean, true. They were in the third tier. Yeah, Come that's on. Pretty, it's pretty How can that be? Ex- I mean, it's a success. They're turning uh, things around. From a very... Uh, micro level, yeah, but macro, it's like devastation it's going like, down to the third tier. It's like getting a B plus, but you're at community college. The only year that they no, <laughs> ever spent in the third tier of the English soccer league. Nothing against community college. Community college is perfectly fine, and actually, really smart. Very if smart. you want to save, save that money. money, yeah, exactly. Or don't go to college. Be Just go into your trade. Yeah, yeah. be an electrician. Make, make money. Make really good. money. Make way more money than we are currently yeah, making. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is like zero dollars from this podcast. Uh, some passive money from t-shirt sales. <laughs> Drew, we have talked and rambled enough. <laughs> yeah. This. yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good too. Hey, thank you, all of you people that are listening, because uh, you have made this such an enjoyable experience already. Um, we are 20 episodes in, and I don't think we expected this many people to listen, and we're still getting new listeners, and it's always cool to hear people be like, hey, I really enjoyed this story, or hey, thank you so much for telling this, I wasn't aware of this, or 
hey, I listen to your podcast, and because I listen to your podcast, I could impress the goalkeeper of the Columbus crew with my knowledge of his country's history in soccer. Heck yeah. Which did happen. <laughs> Shout out to Charles. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> um, so it's awesome. We really, really love hearing about that stuff and how much you guys enjoy the podcast. Um, and it kind of makes us want to do more. So that's what we're going to keep on doing. Um, I don't know if we're going to get an episode next week due to holidays. Yeah. Um, we're kind of going to suss that out. Uh, so we might get a little bit of a, a extra break. Might be two weeks before our next episode goes up. Yeah. But we will strive to get you new content as soon as possible. And until that time, you can follow all of our social medias at DeadballPod everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, or on Facebook. If you want to email us, DeadballPod at gmail.com. If you want to follow me personally, I'm at Snaves. If you want to follow Drew, he's at Drew underscore Snavely. On Twitter, it's probably where we're both most active. Yes. Um, even though Drew's barely active. <laughs> I, I chime in with a healthy dose of Manchester United misery. You really, really do. <laughs> and I appreciate you for it. Um, and that's pretty much all we have. If you would be so kind, you could rate and review the podcast. It really, really helps us once again. And it's a way that you can help us be seen by more people without spending a dollar or anything other than like 45 seconds of your time, really. Um, so with all that being said, we love you very, very, very much. My name is Adam Whitaker Snavely. And I'm Drew. And we will see you again in the near future. Happy 20th episodes. Bye. Be blessed.